A single red balloon drifted upward from a sewer drain, ascending behind a nightmare of a clown. A white skin, red-nosed, and bloody splattered grisly fiend known only as Pennywise emerged. But this is no story. This is the town of Derry, Maine. This is the real Pennywise. As described in the popular historical text It by historian Stephen King. He looked around at his surroundings, a quiet suburban street in the middle of a quiet New England town. He pulled out his iPhone looking for local kids on Kinder, the child locating app. They're all dead. He swiped his last kid right today. His toothy grin turns into a hellish frown. Who do I kill now? He muttered to himself. Kids were such easy prey. There must be another source of victims to quell my bloodlust. Someone maybe even easier to dispatch than help his children. Just then, a group of tweens walked by, all so engrossed in their digital devices that he didn't notice the menacing clown standing by the sewer drain. Interesting. They're like children, but bigger. They seemed like a hard target in the past, but now that they're so absorbed in their social media that they are virtually helpless, he realizes he needs to up his age threshold if he wants to continue in this murderous clown game. Off to hunt some tweens! He snickers. He skips to catch up slowly behind them, waiting for one to break away. Still completely unnoticed, he smiled his widest deathly grin. The interior of the classroom looked like most collegiate lecture halls. Richard Pettenzoo sat alone with his notebook out. The room was quiet except for the chalk scribblings of the professor. Her back was to him and no matter what she wrote, he couldn't stop gazing at her tight skirt and fantasizing about what's inside. She stopped writing and turned. Looking over her shoulder at him, she pivoted, never breaking eye contact. Is something wrong? She asked. Um. I, uh, um, no, I, um, I, uh... Richard stammered uncontrollably. A bird fluttered overhead, breaking all the tension momentarily. It was a single dove. It flew in circles before hitting the far wall with a crack. Neck broken, it fell to the floor behind the professor. In the time he had looked away, something amazing had happened. She lost the skirt, blouse, and anything else they may have been concealing underneath. She stood there now, completely naked, and giving no notice to the strange end of the wayward bird's life. Is this better? Can we move along now? Maybe into extra credit? She asked as she walked toward the student. Um, uh, um, I, um, holy shit. He stammered until he was cut off by the teacher as she placed one finger on his lips. What's the matter? Do you want pussy so bad the cat's got your tongue? She stepped back. His eyes grew wide as he looked down to see the hind end of a small cat protruding from his mouth. Pain shot through him as the cat bit into his tongue. Suddenly, more cats bit his hands, legs, and one latched on between his legs. He looked up to see his naked, busty, sexy teacher was gone, replaced by someone he had only heard horrible rumors of before. Freddy. Striped sweater, hat, scarred skin like a burn victim, and a hand of claws. You always wanted pussy, Richard. Now you're drowning in it. He laughed as blood sprayed across his desk. Now that's a wet dream if I ever saw one. Richard was so covered in cats he wasn't even visible. Just fur and his muffled screams. Freddy laughed, pulling out a list of his victims. He crossed off Richard's name. It was the last name. The last teenager on an Elm Street anywhere. Curses. Now who do I kill? Just then, Freddy noticed the laptop left on the desk by the dead teen. Hmm. 
Freddy pondered aloud before sitting down and Googling who to kill after teenagers. Picking a few speared keys off his claws, he saw a search result that baffled him. Tweens. He researched more and found that there was a whole new class of people who listened to Bieber and One Direction and who dream. Close enough. <laughs> he cackled before he began to turn to smoke. The last search window opened, promoted a music festival in Derry, Maine. A One Direction festival for the older tween siblings of a child-killing murder spree. Maine, here I come. He bellowed before completely vanishing. He's picking up steam, picking up shop, he's gotta get going. His days down on Elm Street have come to a close and, uh, Get out of them dreams on a bus out of town No, oh, cause the teens have stopped living and dreaming this evening uh, Get on that bus, Freddy It's a traveling time for you now Yeah, you get on that bus, Freddy It's time for you to find some tweens and start dreaming tonight Touchdown in dairy, dark and dreary streets so no one sees him Sharpened claws in a sharper constitution You know what he gonna do Gonna nab between the two Slice and dice and chop him to a Freddy's bed, baby Get on that bus, Freddy It's traveling time for you now Yeah, 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 get on that bus, Freddy It's time for you to find some tweens and start dreaming tonight The outskirts of the One Direction concert in Derry consisted of an unruly mixture of tweens and security guards. The group Pennywise followed had merged with another and now blended with their peers behind the security fencing inside the large, brightly lit event. This won't do it all, Pennywise thought aloud. Too many people, too many lights. I need to wait for one of them to be alone. Alone so I can take them away to where everybody floats. 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 Pennywise was lost in thought. Then it hit his devilish brain. Of course. I will float and watch them up from above and strike when the moment's right. Pennywise suddenly split into 99 red balloons that panned out and surveyed the entire crowd at once. Billy Vinkeltwink waved to his friends behind the fence before parting ways. Even hearing the sound check from inside the venue proved to be too much for the tween. Billy's brother Ripley, a victim of the recent swath of child murders, would pester Billy constantly to bring him to a One Direction concert. One deal never come to a place like Derry, Ripley. It's too small. Maybe someday we'll get a chance to go out of town, see them in Portland or even Boston. But that day would never come before Ripley was taken from him. Billy couldn't bear to be part of the festivities. There was not enough happiness left in him to even fake excitement. So he fell back from his friends at the gate, said his goodbyes, and started on the trek back home along the numerous foliage-covered side paths that seemed to outnumber the roads in the small town. The town was quieter than normal, with nearly all the activity and patrons concentrated at the concert. The sounds of his lone steps against the asphalt seemed to amplify the silence, which only amplified his sadness. His thoughts would dart back to his brother whenever given the opportunity, 
so we decide to occupy his thoughts and douse the silence in song. One Direction is a band from England or Ireland with a f- four or five guys singing A red balloon drifted slowly behind Billy in the distance. The melancholy reverberation of his dulcet tones caught the attention of Pennywise, who floated patiently, allowing the boy to become more enclosed in thought and wander even further off the beaten path before making his move. Freddy emerged as he disappeared in a puff of smoke on a side street in Derry. He parked himself under a street lamp to gather his thoughts, the lone beacon's glow stretching his terrifying shadow across the road. Oh, the shadows make my claws look bigger, bitch. I'm not used to taking physical form like this, bitch. Should I be talking out loud to myself, bitch? I definitely can't wait to find some tweens to slice and dice, bitch. While normally quick-witted, Freddy's vocabulary could use some work. Taking on physical form had him quite frazzled. He wasn't used to not having complete control over his environment. He'd have to take to the shadows to evade notice, although he was relieved to see that the streets were empty, but for a single drifter on a curbside bench. You spare any change, mister? I don't care that you appear from a smoke cloud and talk to yourself like a demon. I'll even forget that thing you said about killing tweens if you just toss a few bucks my way for a sandwich or something. I'm, I'm awfully hungry. Chew on this, bitch. Freddy drove his razor-sharp claws into the drifter's abdomen. Wait, I can do that better. Uh, ask for money again. I, I want to take that over again. Uh, <laughs> Groaned the drifter, grasping his stomach as if trying to keep his internal organs from bursting out. Oh, oh wait, I've got one. He cleared his throat. <laughs> Order up, bitch! Stab. Uh, no! Here, here's an order of pastrami on die! Slice. Oh, oh I, I just can't. It's just not the same when it's an adult. I need to find some tween to demean. As he finished his quip, he sensed something. A fuzzy resemblance of a dream was occurring nearby. It was as if someone was lost in thought, locked in a daydream daze. He followed his senses and patrolled closer to the source. As he neared... He heard young Billy's forlorn vocals bouncing off the empty streets and naked pavement. He began his stalk, passing the menacing red balloon on his way. He extended a single claw, popping the balloon. Pennywise was confused and irritated. He expected no competition on this tween hunt. This new face was meddling with his process, affecting his strategic and intentional stalking rhythm. It was time to take his physical clown form again and claim his prize before this out-of-town, devilish punk stole the opportunity. Pennywise arose from the remnants of the rubber balloon. Step off! The tween is mine! Surprised by the clown's presence, Freddy turned around slowly to face his competition. I strongly disagree. Now you best step away and find another tween on another street. I don't think you want to mess with my friends here. Freddy held up his glove and started taking a roll call on his claws. Mangle, wrangle, and tangle, and, uh, um, bangle? Bangle? Like a member of the bangles bangle? Like one bangle, one of your claws is a bangle? I meant jangle, or... Strangle strangle will be better, I think. I know it doesn't necessarily go with the whole slice and dice thing, but at least it's menacing, Pennywise offered. Doesn't matter. The point. 
<sighs> he sighed. The point is, I don't want... I don't want you to mess with my prey. Listen up, Birdface. I've been following this tween all night. You know how tough it is to find a tween alone in this town while they're all grouped together at a concert? Oh, Birdface. How original. Scary clown. Hey, John Way Gacy called, and he wants a chick back. Well, the local barbecue shop called, and you're, you're needed there to help with, like, the kebabs, your claws. They could be used for kebabs. See? The quip game ain't so easy, is it? No, I guess not. It's just that... It's, it's just that... Pennywise slumped down to sit on the curb showing signs of frustrated fatigue. I just feel like I've lost a part of myself. I done killed my last kid today. Not for lack of desire, but but lack of stock. So I thought I could move up to these tweens, you see. Uh, But they're just so different, so engrossed in their iPads and the tweeting their sex pics and viralizing videos. It's, It's like I don't even exist. Freddy's expression of irritation and anger turned to that of empathy and reassurance. He sat down next to Pennywise and rested his non-gloved hand on Pennywise's upper thigh. Here there, buddy. I understand more than you know. Just earlier today, I was slicing up the last teen on Elm Street. I was tossing out quips like they were. Were... See? That's where I've been on point, quipping like a pro. Now there's just an emptiness that's replaced the quip part of my heart. Pennywise and Freddy locked eyes, the street lamp illuminating their faces as they slowly advanced toward one another. Pennywise extruded his tongue. Freddy wasted no time latching onto it with his. He slid his gloved hand down Pennywise's back, claws glistening and erect. Meanwhile, Pennywise fumbled clumsily with his clowny sausage fingers in an attempt to undo Freddy's trousers. Let me help. Bitch, Freddy said in the midst of heavy breaths and sexual confusion. Like a sexually charged ninja, he simultaneously removed his pants and slid a single claw inside Pennywise's butthole. A slight groan escaped Pennywise's horny lips, a mix of ecstasy and pain. After all, there was a razor-sharp claw inside of his anus. Freddy exposed the distorted nub where his penis used to be. Its appearance was akin to mashing a banana into a ball on your palm. Being fatally burned doesn't do wonders for the complexion. Normally, Freddy would be insecure of his deformity, but he was too caught up in the moment. So too was Pennywise as he licked his lips and moved his head down to Freddy's dink stub. Yeah, turn that frown upside down and move that clown mouth downtown. He was back. Pennywise suckled for a long minute before Freddy tapped him on the head to stop. What's wrong? Gargled Pennywise. Is it my piranha-like chompers? No, your mouth feels too good. I was about to explode. Now bury yourself inside me. Pennywise obliged. After struggling a bit to fully remove his surprisingly intricately tailored clown suit, he exposed his powdery white penis and thrust himself into the scarred cheeks of Kruger. It wasn't long before Pennywise burst. Oh, beep, beep. They collapsed to the ground in an entangled pile of sweat and eroticism. The air was silent again, but for their post-fuck panting, which began to steady as they caught their breath. Billy looked on stunned as the male-formed pile of man-demons finished. If this doesn't get his mind off his dead brother, nothing will. 